Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everyone. I'm Dr. John White, WebMD's Chief Medical Officer and host of the Spotlight On series from WebMD's Health Discovered podcast. For this special two-part episode, you'll hear up-close and personal journeys about being diagnosed with a rare type of cancer, multiple myeloma. He looked at me. I have been his patient for more than 20 years. And he said, this is really strange. You're an African-American, age 57. I've never seen this before. This back pain that you're continually having with no signs of osteoporosis. No signs, exactly. And I didn't have any signs of osteoporosis in my family history. Listen to Health Discovered on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. With each mortgage-free home, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation delivers on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices America's greatest heroes have made for us. Heroes that put their lives on the line for all of us, risking their lives for our country and our communities. These heroes need your help now more than ever. Help America's heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Yes, I know this episode is just a couple of hours late, but it's for a good reason, okay? I wanted to stay up. Look, I'm on PTO, okay? I'm on PTO. I'm enjoying my day. I want to stay, well, stay up is a bit of a stretch. I I fell asleep kind of early. I don't know why I was a little tired, but, okay, I wanted to wake back up and watch Werewolf by Night while it was pitch black outside, okay? I wanted to get the full experience, and it was everything okay i think it's automatically one of my favorite things that marvel's done well i I have to rank i had to think about it and rank it but it was it's everything i needed to be okay and i kind of wanted to give y'all just a little preview kind of a you know a little reaction to it you know because i'm gonna i'm gonna talk about it more in depth uh on my upcoming scripted episode i'm gonna have a great guest on we're gonna talk about all of the things you know beverly hills a reunion trailer uh probably salt lake city child i barely paid attention to the episode but we'll see but i'm gonna talk about all of that and i'm gonna talk about werewolf by night in depth but you guys most importantly, we got the She-Hulk episode that we've all been waiting on, and it did not disappoint, okay? Plus, I want to just, you know, rant about all the other things that we like to talk about on this podcast, okay? It's your bonus episode of Reality in Comics 2. Let's do it. That's right. You're listening to Reality and Comics 2, the podcast that discusses all things scripted and unscripted TV and film. I'm Kendrick, but most of you know me as your mama's favorite black geek. You want some hot takes about the Real Housewives or Love Island, or maybe you just want some extra insight on the Scarlet Witch or the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Well, you're in the right place. 
grab a cocktail, sit back, and prepare to cuss and fuss right along with me. What is y'all watching on TV? What is y'all watching on TV? What is y'all watching on TV? Hi, everybody. I'm recording this episode so late. It is ridiculous. It's like four in the morning. (laughs) It's so ridiculous. But you know what? All my notes had been done. I literally just really wanted to. I was going to record last night, but I was like, you know what? I just kind of want to, I want to stay up. I want to watch Werewolf by Night. I didn't have the energy. I went to sleep instead. And because y'all know these She-Hulk episodes are such a quick turnaround. All of the Marvel episodes are really big turnaround. All the scripted stuff. So it, it it's a little, you know, it's a bit much, you know, especially after the work day. You know, today I have I'm on PTO the day this comes out. So, you know, long weekend. But to kind of prepare for the long weekend, you got to kind of, you know, do a whole lot, so I didn't clock out, well, not clock out, you know what I mean, I didn't shut that computer until, a little bit, and I was a little tired, okay, so y'all forgive me, you know, it's not too often I come to y'all with a late episode, so I'm sure y'all can forgive me, you know, Beyonce only counts as one show out of all these years, I'm the, uh, the Marvel Beyonce, so y'all will be okay, okay, what are y'all watching nowadays, uh, of course, you know, we always talk House of Dragon on this podcast, and, this past episode was hands down the best episode of the season. Oh my God, it was good as hell, okay? I am, I listen, people starting to get it now. I told them, I was like, look, Olivia Cook, she gonna come on this show. I feel like I'm gonna stand Allison, and I never thought I would say that, but I'm also the person that stands Cersei when she was on Game of Thrones, because, listen, my sis did, did, she did what needed to be done, okay? So we not mad at a little Cersei, Cerse, okay? But look, Allison, this past episode, she tired of this shit. She tired of it all. I love Rhaenyra, too. I don't know how you can love both of these people, but I'm these lead women on these shows, I'm just... I'm I'm loving it right now. We living in an era child, where we getting the things. Okay, we are getting the things. Rhaenyra out here living her. <laughs> I'm talking about her absolute best life. Okay, and she dare a motherfucker to say anything. She's like, "What? <laughs> you trying to talk about my kids? You don't think that you don't think these white children are my black husbands? Is that what you trying to say? <laughs> no, nah, sis, we don't. But that's okay. Listen, it's 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 all right. All right." I, I'm just, I'm, I'm loving House of the Dragon, obviously, you know, if you follow me on social media, I do the memes immediately right after each episode, which is a lot, but I enjoy the show so much that I don't care, I just literally, I get so inspired, I just jump out there, make the memes, and then I go on about my business, we all conversate about them, converse, not converse, ooh, it was so ghetto on me, I'm so, you know what, that word, that made up ass word has such a stronghold on my community and I want us to break it. I never say conversation. I don't know where that just came from. That just baffled me. It floored me. I am shocked <laughs> like Erica Dixon. Listen, I'm here for it. Keep watching House of the Dragon. I think, okay, so y'all know me and Emily over at the She Speaks Bravo podcast. You know, I'm over there at least once a week. We are talking Potomac coming up, okay? And I think we're going to start doing a little House of the Dragon chat as well at the beginning. So we only got, what, three episodes left? And I don't know how the season's go in. I feel like this upcoming episode is going to piss me off, especially now that uh, Otto, decrepit old lass, is still the hands of the king. I don't like that, but we'll, you know, we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I, you know, I'm... You know, I, I just, you know, it's just, oh, we'll, we'll get through it together, okay? That's going to be a process where we really need to kind of, you know, we're going to need to hold each other, comfort each other, love each other, be there for one another. We got to, we got to use those values of Kwanzaa that they taught us unity and all that. We got to really, <laughs> we got to come together, okay? What else are y'all watching? No, I, I talk about House of the Dragon every week because I, I just love it but what else are y'all watching right now i okay 
there's a show on Hulu that I don't know if I've mentioned on here yet. I think I probably have in the past episode, but I watch it every week. It drives me insane because all of the, the little college kids are the worst people on the planet. They all piss me off, especially Steven. But there's a show on Hulu called Tell Me Lies, and I watch it. It pisses me off, but it's such a good show, and I need to know how it ends. I don't know how many episodes it is. I think we're seven episodes in, so it's a great binge. If you're not doing anything this weekend, binge it so we can talk about it on Instagrams, okay? Binge it so we can talk about it on Instagrams. I want to know. And then I got to see how this show ends because I don't know how many episodes. I'm guessing 10 is what it probably is, but I don't know. That's Steven. Oh, he just, he already is like an absolute asshole, a douchebag, a gaslighter. He's everything, but this girl loves him and it's, it's so annoying. But I feel like it's more than that. It's not just somebody with a bad personality that's a terrible human being to date. I think the guy might be involved in some bullshit, like some murders. Or some, I don't know. I don't know what's going on, but... Listen, I need to know what the lies that are being told to me, okay? Y'all say the name of the show is Tell Me Lies. I need to know what the lies that we is telling. I need to know all of that, okay? So, I want y'all to binge that. It's really good. You know, I won't give y'all no bullshit to watch. You know, I watch everything on TV so I can tell y'all what is actually good and I parse through it for y'all, okay? So, I want y'all to watch this, okay? Watch it. The other thing that I recently started watching... Shout out to KF from the Bravo Wild Black Podcast because I had no idea the show was even happening. But for all you Game of Thrones fans, gay, ooh, I was about to call that man Gay Worm. <laughs> Grey Worm. The actor that plays Grey Worm now, I should know his name, but I don't. Y'all sue me. I'm sorry. But he has, he's like in the reboot of, I don't know if it's a reboot or a, a new telling or I don't know what you want to call it, but he's in Interview with a Vampire. Y'all know that was the old movie back in the day with, with, who was it, Leo and, oh, I'm, I'm about to say Tom Cruise, but is that right? I ain't seen that movie in so long. My cousin used to love the movie when we were kids, but child, I, you know, I, what they like and what we, I don't know. But let me, who was it in that movie? Uh, yeah, that's, no, Brad, I said, child, I said Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, Tom Cruise, y'all remember Kirsten Dunst, all of them, they was all in the movie. Tandewee Newton, and she didn't change her name, child, I had to. She, you know, she, uh, Tandy will pull it. She'll, she'll come with a new name on y'all ass in a minute, so y'all got to keep up. Um, I, But he's in a new one. It's on, it's on something that's not readily available to everybody, though, because I don't know how big this streamer is, but it's on AMC+. Plus. Now, me, you know, I have everything, so I had to kind of, you know, I, I'm able to watch it. It's through my Apple TV account. I don't know. It's, listen, it'd be a lot going on. I don't know what the hell all comes out of my damn account every month, but oh, it does, okay? And I'm going to need my money back after a while. But it's really good. I like it. And it's kind of, it's, I don't know, it's, it's set in New Orleans. It's, I don't know, it, it's good, okay? Just watch it. It's not uh, ridiculous like I thought it would be. It's, it is really actually a great re kind of telling of the story. So, Check it out. I think it's good. We can talk about it if y'all do watch that. It's only two episodes in, too. Child, maybe three at the time of this recording. But I think it's only two. I think it's only two. We're going to check it out. I think it's only two. Y'all go watch it. I think it's only two. <laughs> yeah, it's only two. I think it's only two. Y'all check it out. We're going to watch that. But the thing that I really want to kind of give y'all a first reaction about, Werewolf by Night. I, okay, so I told you I stayed up because I really wanted to... You know, I wanted to watch it, and I wanted to kind of see the things. I wanted it to be dark outside. I wanted to really kind of encumber myself. I lit some candles. I had all the lights out. It was it was a time, okay? Starts off in black and white, kind of finishes with a little bit of color. You know, it's a little piece of, but they co- don't don't think you could get a lot of color now. The color is like literally the last like two minutes of the damn movie. So, so it's what they call a special presentation. I thoroughly enjoyed this special presentation. I hope Marvel does a lot more of them because I don't know if we needed a werewolf by not like series. I don't know if we needed a movie. So these special presentations are great ways of introducing characters that, you know, aren't really known by the fandom, but still 
hold an important piece of the puzzle, the whole, you know, the Marvel picture that we're trying to paint. So it is great to kind of have another medium to be able to really tell these stories. And I, I, I like this special presentation. They're about an hour long. Well, you know, anything on Disney Plus, if it's an hour, child, it's really 45 minutes because it's 15 minutes of credits. You know, them credits will do your ass in every time. But the runtime they have is, I think, 55 minutes. So it's around 47-ish of straight content. It's great. Now, I wasn't sure what version of Werewolf by Night we would be getting, but he confirmed that his name was Jack, not Jake, because there is a Jack Russell that's Werewolf by Night, and then I think there's a Jake Gomez. Jake Gomez is the one that I just read recently. It's only like four issues. It's a really, really easy breeze to kind of read, and it's really good, though, but I, you know, I was expecting it to be Jake since, uh, oh, boy, what's the actor's name? Uh, Gael Garcia Bernal? I think this, yeah, that's his name. I, I was expecting Jake Gomez, but they went the Jack Russell route. Either one, both great iterations of the character. So I'm, you know, either one, I'm not too picky or mad about it. But he was absolutely fantastic as Jack Russell as Werewolf by Night, obviously our lead role. Laura Donnelly, amazing Elsa Bloodstone. Love her. Now, let me go ahead and address the elephant in the room. Okay. I know. Elsa Bloodstone is a redhead. I know this. But I feel like for this black and white presentation, I was okay with the black hair. Because, you know, for that style of shooting that they did and that kind of, you know, that everything that... I don't know. You know, there's this whole thought online that, you know, there's the erasure of redheaded people. On Listen, that ain't my battle to fight, okay, y'all? Y'all just let me know if I need to show up to a protest or what's happening. But, you know, that kind of, uh, I don't know. The erasure. Anyway, we know we getting to that. That's a conversation for a whole nother day. But, child, I tell somebody to invite me on their podcast and we'll get into it. But, listen, I think for the style that this presentation was shot in, I think black hair was the right choice. I think it added to the overall ambiance of the show. It really kind of, I don't know, it's just on camera, the black and white, I think it really, really, really popped. And I think red hair would have looked like any other color of hair on it, honestly. So I think that black hair was the great choice. And it really kind of, it suits her face so much. But listen, this actress, they, they literally could cast her as Jessica Jones because I can barely tell the difference between those two actresses. Both of them, I feel like they were doppelgangers in another lifetime. I don't know. I don't know, but that ain't my business. They, you know, you know, we see them lifetime movies where folk be switched at birth. Chad, it might be somebody. <laughs> it might be somebody, mom. I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Um, I loved it. It was so good. It was so good. We could see man thing, which y'all probably already know about because all the early reactions are out by now. You know, we get Man Thing, we get, uh, who else? We get some area. We get Verusa, we get, I don't know who else, yeah, we get, but we get a couple of other, like, monster hunters in the whole, you know, lore. But the whole thing is, in case you don't know, they're coming together, like, as these hunters to kind of celebrate because Elsa's father has passed. And so, you know, he's the, the, the bloodstone patriarch. So they've come together to kind of hunt and see who gets the bloodstone in his honor. So that's kind of the crux of this entire thing. So it all goes from there, but check it out. Watch it at night. Um, it's, I, the amount of blood and everything is amazing. It's great storytelling. They, the characters, everyone, it's just, it's, it's fantastic. I love it all. The my fa- I love I think my favorite thing about this was the transformation, the way that they made it look. With uh, they used both Elsa and Jack to do this transformation, you know, from man to werewolf. So good. I I loved everything about it. It was so good. They sat there like they they focused on her. Oh, it's just you know what? Just watch it. I'm gonna talk about it more in depth in my upcoming. I think I said scripted earlier. I meant my upcoming unscripted episode. I have a great guest. We'll talk about uh you know, all the 
the reality shows we're watching. But that person is also a big Marvel, you know, they they can talk everything, okay? They watch all of the stuff and usually get to watch it early. So that's, you know, that's that's a good treat. So we're going to go through there. We're going to talk about all the reality shows. We're going to talk about that Beverly Hills reunion trailer, which gave, because Kathy ate the fuck out of Lisa Renner, and I'm, <laughs> your boy is happy about it, okay? <laughs> so, I love that. We'll see how that, you know, kind of unfolds. And then we'll get into the werewolf by night. We'll get into it more, you know, explicitly. I I loved everything about it. But now, now that I'm done gushing over werewolf by night, let's get into the She-Hulk of it all. Towards the end, you know, I always do kind of a, uh, what's it called? Like a social media, let's all kind of engage with each other, kind of post the day that She-Hulk or the day before, whatever, you know, that uh, She-Hulk comes out. And this one, so I talked about House of the Dragon earlier. <laughs> and one of the big debates, well, okay, I'm saying big debates, but it's really some shit that I started online. <laughs> I feel like I ask y'all this question every other day, but I don't, I, nobody understands if Matt Smith is an attractive man or not. And so everyone has different opinions. Some people say like, you know, Emily from She Speaks Bravo, she says he's so hot as Damon, but in the crown it just don't do it for other people like no he's just he's so hunted the jawline and all like that other people like that is the ugly you know so i i always feel like i start this conversation i ask y'all all the time who is he attractive to you is he not but i kind of veered off this time i asked y'all you know because we all we all have that one kind of celebrity or person in our lives whose hotness we really have to kind of defend and so i asked y'all whose hotness do you have to defend like who do you think something about them whether it's their energy their face it don't matter like inside outside who do you think is just just oozes hotness but others tend to not agree with you i don't know so we'll we'll get into it i'm gonna read some of y'all answers because some of y'all's answers kind of bothered me, but I mean, I got a few of them too, so it's okay. I'm not going to judge. Now, will I share a couple of mine? I don't know. <laughs> I might just embarrass y'all and not embarrass me. But anyway, She-Hulk episode eight, let's get into it. The episode is here. It's here, okay? Matt Murdock, a.k.a. Daredevil, is here. We open the episode with some robbers stealing TVs from a wholesale store, and they're foiled by Leapfrog, another obscure-ass Marvel Comics character. This show has no, like, no shortage of those, and I kind of love it. Okay, so quick aside to tell you about Leapfrog. Just like in the show, his name is Vincent Patilio, but unlike, you know, in the show, He's actually an inventor in the comics, and he actually made the technology in his suit. He has these, like, leaping coils that makes him leap, you know, really high up and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, now on the show, obviously, Luke created the costume that, you know, we see him in, and like he does for most superpowered individuals. It makes sense for Leapfrog to be in this episode because in the comics, he is indeed a daredevil villain. In the comics, he has like a whole life of crime, but most importantly, he broke into this jewelry store after a couple of other failed things, but he broke into a jewelry store, Daredevil was in the neighborhood, he goes to see what's going on, you know, he's trying to see what y'all talking about, and the chase begins there, because he does evade Daredevil a couple of times, but eventually, Daredevil whoops that ass and hands him over to the police, child, why did this man go to jail and ask Matt Murdock and Foggy Nelson to represent him in court? Now, y'all know <laughs> y'all know he didn't know who Daredevil was, so it was a pure coincidence, but it's actually a very hilarious one. I know that's right, Leapfrog. Anyway, cut to Jen's office. We see that Leapfrog, a.k.a. Vincent, is telling her the story about how the suit was defective and didn't work, and it led to him getting his ass whooped, you know. This suit caught on fire and all kinds of stuff. Gave that man third-degree burns. Oof, it's his money, and he wants it now. I know that's right. Jen is like, okay, it seems like a straightforward case, and he's, you know, old damages and all this kind of stuff, liabilities, and that's when she finds out Luke Jacobson actually made the suit. 
Baby, Jen is distraught because she been walking around here looking beat, okay? Looking snatched, nasty, okay? She's Luke's muse. It's like Zendaya and Law Roach. Like, you can't go wrong with that combination. The suit she has on in this episode is nasty, too. So I get it, Jen. I get it. You don't want to lose that connection, but you're definitely about to. She goes to her boss's office, Holloway, and pleads her case to let Pug take over the case, but he's like, ah, ah, they want you. They want a Hulk. They want She-Hulk. She, oh boy. He's like, just look, just, just get the man to sign the conflict waiver and move the hell on, okay? Her boss says, you know what? Get the man to settle out of court and you won't even have to sue him. So, of course, she goes over to Luke Jacobson's office and child, he's working on her dress, you know, that she's going to wear for the, the female lawyer of the year gala, you know, all that kind of stuff. She finna break the news to this man while he's actively working on her dress. She tells him that she's been retained by a client who said that you sold him a raggedy ass suit but before she can even get it all out. He's like, ah, ah. I know my work on the bomb.com. You ain't about to do this to me. He don't like none of that shit. And he says that she Hulk will never get another La La Luke original <laughs> ever again. Now it's not called La La Luke, but I feel like he needed a name. So we gonna call him La La Luke. Okay. You will never get another La La Luke original again. And he ripped that dress right off the mannequin. She'd already paid for that shit. So I know she mad too. See, that's some petty shit that I would do. I know that's right. Girl, fuck you in that dress. How about that? Now, Jen, who's gooped and gagged both simultaneously, vows to take him down in court and she makes her exit. In court, they're waiting on Luke's lawyer to show up and boom, you hear the clicking of a cane coming down the aisle and you already know it's Matt Murdock, baby. Matt said, sorry, I'm late. He couldn't find nowhere to park. I know that's right, Matt. <laughs> Y'all know I love a good dad joke, okay? Obviously, we knew Matt was going to be his lawyer because we saw the Daredevil classic comic book accurate helmet in his office a few episodes ago. Him and Jen start battling it out, a straight war of the words. But most importantly, the most important thing that we learned during this scene, it was real, you know, it happens like during this Law and Order, Olivia Pope, Annalise Keaton ass exchange. We find out that the Sokovia Accords were repealed. See, We've been wondering for so long why it didn't seem like they were hindering any of our favorite superheroes anymore. So it, it was all kind of weird, but now we know. Now, if you don't remember, in Captain America Civil War, because of my girl Wanda Maximoff, you know, caused that explosion. Well, it wasn't, it was crossbones, really. He was the one that was trying to blow up everything. He caused it, but then she tried to, you know, contain the explosion and move it elsewhere. See, she didn't have her good Scarlet Witch powers yet. So, you know, she, she can do anything she wants now. But at the time, she couldn't, she had to, you know, try to move the explosion. She threw it up in the air, but then it, boom, caused a big explosion, killed them people in that damn apartment. And then that led to Thunderbolt Ross paying them a visit to Avengers Towers and telling them that the Sokovia Accords would be signed and that they should all get on board with it. It meant that the Avengers basically would now be a United Nations regulated and controlled entity as opposed to a private organization. So basically, they can't move unless the world government says so. They signed these accords, which led to T'Chaka, not T'Challa, T'Chaka dying and everything. Like, it was a whole mess. Y'all remember that bomb explosion? T'Challa jumped for his dad, couldn't save him. Black Widow was there. It, it was a mess, okay? They thought what a soldier did. And anyway, they've been repealed. So that's one of the big, big, big mysteries of, like, the past two years that we've been wondering, like, what what has happened Obviously, it's got to be because of Endgame, right? Like, you know, when, when people get dusted and then your superheroes manage to bring everybody back and stop the world's biggest threat, Thanos and his crew, it probably holds a little weight. So I'm guessing that's why the Sokovia uh, course ended up being appealed anyway. So anyway, Matt Murdock reads Jennifer Walters down and runs circles around her ass. It's kind of embarrassing because she was keeping up at first, but then, you know, Matt Murdock, he do some of that classic Netflix lawyering and he gets the job done, okay? Leapfrog makes a big fuss and that's when Matt asks him, he's like, he uses that like superhuman echolocation ass nose of his and he smells the type of fuel that Leapfrog used. That's when Leapfrog reveals that he put some damn jet fuel in the booster. Child, 
Jen then lost the damn case and lost her relationship with Luke. That this is, I mean, this is just all bad. It's just, it's a bad episode for Jen. I mean, she got some good D out of it all, but it's just, it's not a good look, Jen. Later at the bar, Jen is drinking her sorrows away, and Matt is in the bar too, and he sends her a drink. He joins her, and then they start flirting. And see, I already shipped this couple, okay? I need a lot more of them in the MCU going forward, okay? He slips in there because, you know, that he's in town and uh, Luke made him, quote unquote, a couple more suits. See, now judging by that uh, raggedy ass Steve Harvey suit that he has on in the bar, I'm guessing he means superhero suits. So, you know, we we see one version in the show, but I'm guessing we'll see a couple more in his show that's going to be 18 episodes. I know that's right. Big purr, okay? Uh, They have great banter. Talking about the firm, talking about Leapfrog, talking about Jennifer, quote unquote, working for the man, etc., etc. Jen breaks the fourth wall and is like, we're all feeling this, right? Yes, we are, Jen, okay? But she's interrupted by Todd's raggedy ass, that creepy ass dude she went on a date with and is a client and testified for her and is always asking about vibranium and uh, that dude. He has a legal matter to discuss and he needs her to meet up with him ASAP. Child, Matt got a call and he needed to roll anyway. So Todd starts getting pushy. So she's like, you know what? Let me go meet this damn man before I have to whoop his ass. At their meeting, he tells her that he, you know, bought an authentic Wakandan spear at an auction and he paid a million dollars for it because, of course, he had to tell her that. This scene is actually hilarious, though, because he's like, no one is collecting African shit on my level and that he studied abroad there. Just like Bruno did in Miss Marvel, by the way. I always want to mention that because I feel like that's going to come back around somewhere. And then he gives us a Wakanda forever, dude. He got, listen, he crossed the arm. It's a mess, okay? That's when he reveals the auction actually wants it back because it was stolen by colonizers. See, I know that's right. Don't get me started. But... Then he tries to pull a move on Jen and she trapped his ass with that table and she left because she's not there for that. But what's funny is when he used that word colonizers, what scene did it make you think of? Vibranium, colonizers. See, it made me think of that scene in Black Panther when Killmonger was in the museum talking to that lady before she feels the effect of that damn poisoning. About how, like, you know, they don't do shit but steal from black folk and this is my legacy. You know that whole scene. I know that's right, Killmonger. Great callback. It makes me... It's kind of weird that, like, we're about to get Wakanda forever and She-Hulk is really throwing a lot of vibranium references out there, African artifacts and stuff. I don't know. I feel like we're going to learn a lot more about, you know, types of vibranium and stuff as, you know, the MCU goes along. But especially next month when we get Wakanda forever, so... I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see, and I'm curious to see how this ends. Cause you know what? I'll rant about that later. Okay. Back at her apartment, literally as soon as she walks through the door, leapfrog calls her frantic. He's apparently being physically attacked and needs some help. So she puts on that new superhero suit that Luke made her. I guess she feels nostalgic knowing she'll never get another damn suit as long as she live. And, you know, made her before they fell out. And she goes to the parking garage and she helps the man out. Of course, it's Daredevil that's fucking his car up. And she puts her foot down and she stops the car. And it sends Daredevil, who's on top of the car, whooping ass. He sends him flipping and flying across the screen. But he does a, wait for it, superhero landing. I know that's right. We get a big superhero fight. Jen is getting much better at fighting because she's breaking concrete and everything. Matt gets away by somersaulting and backhand, you know, round off backhand, springing down the building. But look, she right on his ass, okay? His ass remains unwhooped at this point. She, He's trying to chase out the leapfrog still, but Jen throws a whole damn car at his ass. But it's not until she does that Hulk clap from the first episode that Hulk taught her that knocks Daredevil completely off his ass and unmask him. And <gasps> it's Matt Murdock. Why am I shouting and acting surprised like we didn't know this? I don't know. She turns into her normal self and she asks him if he's pretending to be blind because that's really problematic. <laughs> Listen, we need answers, okay? He says, of course, no. And then he kind of tells her, you know, how 
he tells her about his powers, basically. You know, we've seen on the Netflix show, he's had to explain this a couple of times because even though he can't see, he can almost see better than any of us can with regular... I was about to say with regular 2020 vision, but I ain't got no damn 2020 vision, so I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But anyway, but this is when he tells her that Leapfrog is actually the bad guy in this situation, and he's kidnapped Luke Jacobson. I love that before they spring into action and come up with a plan, she asks him, like, wait, are you a superhero like the gold devil? Obviously referring to the comic actor original costume that he has on that I love. And the original, you know, Netflix theme music starts playing in the background. Who dear help me, Lord. I'm shaking. I'm physically shaking like Lisa Barlow. I just want to say the banter and the acting between these two in this episode is so damn good. Jan constantly freaking about out about whether or not Luke will forgive her and Daredevil being shocked when he finds out that she doesn't know who the hell his secret identity is. It's, it's all good shit, okay? Because obviously, you know, we, we're seeing a lot of heroes and stuff pop up, but unless you're one of the ones that's like, you know, going viral like Titania or even, you know, Spider-Man had YouTube videos out there. So unless you know, you know, people are constantly recording Miss Marvel, unless you like are that person and you're like putting it out there, they probably don't know who you are. And you got to remember Daredevil flies all the way under the radar. He don't want to attract no attention, mostly probably because, you know, he has a whole law firm and practice and he don't want to put nobody in danger. But that'll also be kind of a conflict of interest if you're trying to save the law, you know, serve the law. And then, you know, you got her breaking it on a daily basis. So it makes a lot of sense. They head to the the lily pad, which, of course, is the secret lair for Leapfrog, child. I mean, they got a big-ass sign and everything, Lord. Inside, Luke is being forced to create a new costume for Leapfrog, and he's telling them all the shit that he wants it to do. Bulletproof and, ooh, maybe he got spine sticking out of it like, uh, what is it, one of the frogs? I don't know. On top of the building... Daredevil does his thing where he listens and he can tell her that there are exactly 25 goons in the building and where exactly they are too. Remember, Daredevil can hear heartbeats. They come up with a plan once they get past Jen's badass mathematics, but they can't agree on how to execute. Two entirely different styles. Daredevil wants to give us like a classic season one, episode two, long camera shot style fight in a warehouse. That kind of scene. Whereas Jen just wants to go in and fuck folks up. Two good strategies. Both seem to work. So, you know, he tells her to follow his lead, but of course she doesn't. We get the makings of a classic Netflix Daredevil scene when a Matt whoops ass and uses that baton of his. I mean, it slings out and everything. Got to do all that. But then more goons come in after him and out of nowhere, Jen jumps down and she crushes all of them. She Hulk smash. I know that's right, Jen. The Leap Squad, which is child, well, I guess what he called them, his people. They hear the commotion and they start suiting up. Chaos ensues. Jen is throwing arcade machines. Matt is punching everybody. It's beautiful chaos is what it is, okay? Luke got the fuck up out of there. He wasn't playing with them folk. I love the conversation that they have about trying to convince Luke Leapfrog to just stop it. Like, he's doing too much. He's gone down the wrong path again. He's really looking at some serious time. Matt gives all type of legal advice, but then he's like, no, 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 I'm not a lawyer. I'm just a fan of legal dramas. I know that's right. Olivia Pope, Annalise Keaton, Raphael Barber. Okay, I know that's right. Perry Mason. Hey, uh, after after it all ends, the police are collecting everyone and everything, and Luke and Jennifer are back on top of that damn roof, and they're on good terms, and, you know, it's all just good. He's, Luke is even going to make her, uh, you know, a good gala dress, the, the ugly one that he... Child, I'm sorry, that's a glass dress. She could have got that at Macy's, probably cheaper too, but, you know, it expands with her body, so I guess uh, I guess it, it works all out. Back on top of the roof, Matt is sitting on a ledge of the building, of course, because that's not dangerous, and Jen joins them. They do some more flirt, flirting, and baby, Matt says, you know, he goes back to New York in the morning, but next time he's in L.A., he wants to take her out to dinner. See, Jen is my type of superhero. Jen said, yeah, let's skip all that dumb shit. They write back at her place and they proceed to knock the boots, okay? Knock the boots. Cheeks is clapping in Los Angeles. Do you hear me? See, 
I love all of this. I love that Jennifer Walters and Matt uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, neither one of them are afraid to get it in, okay? We know from the Netflix show, he's a womanizer, so, you know, he, he the, the women love the cane, okay? And we know Jennifer, she ain't shy to the D, so I, I love all of this. This is a match made in heaven. The best part is seeing Daredevil in that ketchup and mustard costume doing the walk of shame with no shoes down the street. I'm guessing heading towards the airport. I guess he'll listen for the planes to take off or head in the direction and, or, you know, smell the cooking of a Chick-fil-A fries as long as it's not Sunday. If it's Sunday, I don't know what the hell he's going to do, but we, I guess that's a mystery for another day. We cut back to Jen's place, and she's like, you know, shouldn't this episode be over by now? Like, it feels like we just got a good ending. But no, that's when Nikki comes in to get her ready for that gala. See, she keeps forgetting about this damn gala. She thinks it's going to be next episode. She tells her about the man walking outside in the costume, and that's when Jen, you know, she got to let her know that that man satisfied her like an old escape song, you know, a little candy and tiny, you know, he's my little secret, okay? I know that's right, Jen. <laughs> Jen still feels uneasy, and is doing a lot of fourth wall breaking, and it's like, why are we doing this gala part in this episode? Like, it don't make sense. And she's like, oh, shit, the finale is next week. I guess this is the big twist. But is it the kind where there's like, ooh, there's another Hulk and he's red? Obviously referring to Thunderbolt Ross in the comics, who is the Red Hulk. See, we haven't seen him as Red Hulk in the MCU, and we won't because that actor has passed away, unfortunately. But rumors are that they're looking to recast that role. I think they're looking at Harrison Ford maybe to play the role. I don't know if he'll accept, but I don't know. But that would actually make a lot of sense because when you think about it, a lot of this show has been about her blood and stealing her blood and, you know, looking at her levels and gamma radiate, all this kind of stuff. So it would make sense if they're saying like, okay, we need to create our own Hulk. Now we got this. Maybe we can make a red Hulk now that we got, you know, all the stuff from her. So I don't know. We'll have to see next episode how that plays out, but it ain't looking good for Jen. She pulls up in a big body Escalade to the gala in her La La Luke original. <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like he needed a name, okay? Like a Gordon Gartrell. It ain't quite a Gordon Gartrell, but La La Luke will work out, okay? Her parents are there. Nikki's there. Her boss, Holloway, is there. Todd's there. Pug is there. Everybody's there. Mallory's there somewhere. Everybody's there. Dude is up there giving a speech and making corny ass jokes about women and blah, 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 blah. And then announces the winner as Jennifer and Mallory and damn near every other woman in the room, including Mallory, which it's all really kind of weird, but I don't know. While Jennifer is giving her speech, that picture of the hulking contact photo that we keep seeing, you know, in the past episodes when they're texting whoever hulking is, texting him. Obviously, is like hack, it pops up on the screen, and like he's obviously hacked the presentation and says he wants to show who the real She Hulk is. It's intelligentsia. I guess the folks from the website, though, not the comic book organization. I don't know. We'll see how that kind of feeds into things. And they drop all of the contents of her phone, including dating profiles she's matched with, pictures of America's ass, bills, bank statements. Uh, uh, and they call her a slut on top of everything else. Like, it's a lot. Obviously, the dweeb she slept with last episode that ghosted her is the one that stole the contents of her phone. So it's looking, I'm, I'm looking for his raggedy ass with a flashlight because we go, we go jump his ass. But not only did he take a picture, he recorded them having sex and starts to play the video for everybody to see. Despite Mallory trying to calm her down, she Hulk flips out and smashes the screen, causing a ripple effect throughout the entire room. She is straight raging and I don't blame her, but she takes a moment. She kind of, you know, notices that everyone now sees her almost as this monster that it kind of reminiscent of early like Hulk days when like he would be surrounded by the cops and everything. And he's just staring at them like, you know, they think he's just this big, bad monster. It's, it's bad. It's a lot of a lot of uh, parallels between the two. She is straight raging. And then that's when she notices out of the corner of her eye, there's a guy in a mask over there, a couple of them actually. And they try to make a run for it. But she catches one of them outside and is about to fuck him up. But the police show up with guns aimed at her and everything. And it's like, oh, shit, what will become of our hero next 
episode. Fantastic episode, but now let me rant, okay? I assumed that we would be getting one of the people from Intelligentsia as the leader and, well, not as the leader, but either the leader or Modoc or somebody as the big villain of this show. Based on all of the trailers that we've seen so far, it's got to be Abomination now. Like, it's got to be him. I don't know what the goal is. I don't know if they're going to try to, you know, if he wants to, like, fix himself and, you know, make himself not the Abomination. I don't know what it is, but it's got to be Abomination. I don't think that they're going to introduce any new character at this point, so it's got to be somebody that's already established. And to me, it would make the most sense now if it is Abomination. So Emil Blonsky, a.k.a. Abomination, I'm thinking that's going to be our big bad of this show. Now, that kind of ticks me off a little bit. I mean, it makes sense, but it kind of ticks me off because they've been making us think that we're getting, you know, either the leader character coming because we know he's coming in uh, Captain America 4. Like, we're getting MODOK. You know, we know he's coming in uh, Ant-Man 3. You know, it, we we assumed a lot, but I don't, I don't, I don't know. It, it, it's just, I don't know. I'm I'm okay with it. I'm ready to see the finale. This was a fantastic episode. They got to do a lot to kind of top this episode for the finale, but we're going to see how it ends. I think that, you know, the, the scenes that we haven't seen over in the trailers or the mid-season trailer that we saw, it was abomination. So it's, it's got to be abomination, right? I don't know. Y'all, y'all check back in with me next week when we figure out who it is and we'll... We'll talk about it then, okay? Because it's just too much. Now, let's go through some of those answers that y'all submitted to me about who's hotness that y'all constantly kind of have to defend. Now, y'all gave a lot of questionable answers, but that's okay. Some of them I'm I'm kind of loving, so, you know, it's okay. Somebody said Russell Brand. They said they don't get it. It's his whole vibe that makes him fire. The I don't give a fuck attitude and crazy intelligence. Okay. Somebody said, LeJohn? Okay. Had a crush on him for 20 years. Well, okay. Somebody said, Benedict Cumberbatch. I get it, okay? Something about that gray patch. It works, okay? I I get Benedict Cumberbatch, okay? I'm I'm, I'm cool with that. I will accept that. Tom Holland, I don't think that's a big... You know, people... Usually he don't he's a little dweeby, a little nerdy, but they they find him attractive, so that's not too outlandish for me. What was crazy to me is when I got like some of the answers that repeated. A couple of people, funny enough, said Adam Driver, which I mean I get. Okay, we'll we'll let it go there. Somebody else said no, like a couple of the people said Adam Sandler too. That's weird. We got like, you know what's funny? We got a lot of Adam drivers. We got like five Adam drivers. That's kind of crazy. I don't know, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, uh, we'll, you know what? We'll let you say. Okay. The one that was after my heart though, somebody said Oscar Isaac. Same. Same. Okay. Y'all know that's the love of my life. I, I listen, I would defend that to the day I die. Every time I see something related to Moon Knight, I want to rewatch it just because of him. I watch uh, Secrets of a Marriage or whatever the shit was called with him and Jessica Chastain. I, like, I, anything he's in, I'm watching, okay? Don't get it twisted. Somebody said David Bowie. Okay. Um, okay. All right. Who am I to say no? Uh, I'm won't say, you know, I'm not saying names about this, but someone said Tim Roth, a.k.a. Abomination, a.k.a. Emil Blonsky. Okay. I can listen, you know, we love a nose over here, okay? We love a nose. Somebody said Eddie Redmayne. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Uh, we got a, okay, we got a couple of Adrian Brodies. That's, okay. We love a nose. Okay. Um, oh, somebody said they had to defend Jack Harlow the other day. You know what? That seems to be a really popular defend nowadays. Nobody kind of understands the attractiveness, but then again, everybody kind of accepts the fact that he's collectively the entire internet's boyfriend. So, you know what? We're we're gonna let that slide. I we're we're gonna you know that's that's gonna be okay for us. We we'll let that happen. Chat somebody. Okay. Then they just started getting downright ignorant. Okay, y'all y'all was doing a lot with these. Somebody said Steve Buscemi. Somebody said Jack Nicholson. Somebody said Howie Long. Like, listen, Conan O'Brien. Okay, y'all, 
y'all pushing it a little bit, but we'll, I'm going to let y'all slide because y'all were brave enough to put yourselves out there like that. But y'all, y'all, y'all doing a little much right here. Okay. Somebody said Bruno Mars. Is that, that's not one you have to defend, is it? I feel like most people, I don't know, maybe his swagger is what, you know, draws people in. I don't know. It was a lot. Y'all had a, a ton of answers in this. I can't go through all of them, but who a couple of these were a bit, you know, um, I don't know. Now I'm the doggone villain. I don't know what to say about some of them, but I get it. You know, don't let nobody take the hotness away from you, okay? If you think they hot, that's all that matters. And don't you let nobody take it away from you because y'all can't say shit to me about Oscar Isaac, bitch, okay? Y'all, I've been Kendrick. That's been She-Hulk. That's been Daredevil. That's been Werewolf by Night. That's been Elsa Bloodstone. That's been every damn body, okay? We'll see. sat through that entire episode well aren't you special you deserve a treat why don't you head on over to apple podcast or stitcher or Podchaser or Castbox and leave me a five-star rating and review for free need to contact me email me at realitycomics2 at gmail.com make sure you follow me on instagram for hilarious memes and up-to-date information about the podcast that's at Reality Comics 2, T-O-O. This is Kendrick, and I'll see ya. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.